What's up, everyone? Mega Man here. Before we start this episode 192, talking about ghost stories and demonic spirits, I just want to say thank you to everyone who's been subscribing to the Mega Man's podcast, uh, showing nothing but love um, on my podcast page, but also the DMs of, you know, like, hey, Mega Man, thank you for, uh, you know, putting out all these episodes. And, and hey, Mega Man, thank you for. Uh, the episode that you put out doing a part two with Andy from Profile Pod TV. You got to do a part three. We'll probably do one down the road. But, uh, you know, I, I've been really, really busy with work, uh, just doing the best I can, um, trying to uh, reamp the podcast with podcast logos, uh, scheduling uh a whole bunch of guests to come on for April, May, June, July, and August. So I'm already booked on that, on the Mega Man's um, After Dark, of course. So I see the DMs, I see the emails of a lot of people who want to come to the Mega Man's podcast, but you have to wait until September, October, November, and December. So yeah, um, I'm really sorry. I really apologize. You know, um, there's been a lot of guests who who wanted to come on since last year, and now they're coming on now. So I, I apologize for that. <clears throat> but um, you know, before we start this episode, I just want to say um, this episode I'm doing uh, talking about ghost stories and demonic spirits. This is gonna be a three parts. And I have to say, since doing these episodes, a lot of stuff's been happening in my life, positive and negative. The positive thing is that it's something where I had to get something off my chest that's been, um, you know, holding me to say this. So um, it's, it's something, it's, it's relieving for me. But at the same time, um, when you're brought up in a Christian home all your life, and you know, all have both my mom and my dad's family, they're both go to church, they're both apostolic, you know, um, Pentecostal, Christian. I mean, you're going to have a lot of stuff's gonna happen in your life, good and evil. And some of the stuff that you're gonna be hearing on this episode is not make believe. This is not a joke. Um, this is really serious. I think in a way when we're little, we see things that we should have not seen. And, you know, like I said, being brought up in a Christian home, there's always going to be evilness that's going to attack me because, you know, they don't want to see um, certain people succeed or certain people have a peaceful life. And... Doing these episodes, a lot of stuff's been happening. Um, you know, feeling unease, feel very heavy. Um, you know, hearing voices, not like loony voices, voices like I know I not I didn't hear that shadow figures, uh, entities, orbs. You know, um, the thing is also a lot of people like you and, and everyone else don't know. That the episodes that I did, I did this about around 2.45 to 3 o'clock in the morning on the witching hour. So I really wanted to get that tensity that this this episode of doing these um, 3 o'clock in the morning, that's where a lot of stuff's been happening. Um, a lot of people don't know this, that where I live at, 
there was a, a person that had an accidental death. And there was a suicidal because of a of the daughter who, who who had an accident in my bathroom, and the mother committed suicide. Um, it was we had to bless the house and everything. It was good, and you know, from once in a while, but not like it used to be. Um, you know, stuff's been going on. Um, seeing black figures um, talking about certain things that I should have uh, talked about. Um, when you hear this episode, um, you make your you make your own decision, you know, because the stuff that you're gonna hear on this episode, this is not this is no joke. This is what I saw with my own eyes when I was little. This is the stuff that I was going through um, when I was going through my depression with uh, with a certain person I was with for a while, and a lot of stuff happens, and this is where you know. There's, like I said, there's going to be good and there's going to be evil. And there's a lot of evilness in this world. And I saw with my own eyes from when I was little until now. But luckily, as long as you believe in something, like with me, I I know there's a heaven and hell. And I know there's going to be certain people who are going to be hearing this. He's like... Uh, Mega Man's playing a joke. Oh, this is just to get the numbers or the clouts and all that stuff. I always tell this. I don't care about the clouts. And I really don't give a fuck about the likes or this. This is this is, this is very intense and this is very unedited. And I think on the episode, you're going to hear a certain voice in the background. And I got a little creeped out in the first segment. And that's where I had to take a break. I was very unease. A lot of people don't know when I was doing the podcast in my house, um, I heard a little little girl's voice, and I don't. I try to capture it. I don't know, but it's something where it's pretty. It's pretty crazy, and um, I had to take a break because just uh, I had a heavy burden. Had, it was something where I had to take a break, and um, in the other two episodes, it's gonna get worse. You know, because there was some stuff that happened in my life that, you know, you feel, is there someone following me? Did I bring something back home? This. So, and that's where sometimes in a way you might have to go to a priest. Sometimes you will have to bless yourself. You will have to bless the house. You know, like I I always tell people this. If you're going to a garage sale or someone gives you something as like, hey, just take it, I wouldn't take it because you never know if if that person who gave you something as a gift, it might have good, it might have evil. So I never take things that who those belongings belong to someone else and who knows. You know, you don't know. You don't never know if you're gonna be cursed. You never know you're gonna have bad luck. You never know you're gonna bring spirits to the house. And I rarely bring people to my house because you don't know their energy. You don't know what they're all about. But um, this episode is very intense. Um, I will talk about my suicidal thoughts and of of what I saw when I was going through uh, my time of almost committing suicide. And seeing dark figures all around a living room. Hearing voices saying, do it. Or also, you're going to hear 
what I saw with my own eyes as probably a portal to hell. With my own eyes, when I was little, of a person being possessed, where the good people were trying to pull him out of a hole. At the same time, seeing with my own eyes of flames or weird hands or anything pulling a person down to hell. And I'm not making this up. So you be the judge. Um, I hope you like this episode and there's going to be two parts and uh, this episode is going to be very intense. And um, I want to say this before we get to the episode. This episode is not for the weak. This is not for the sensitive. And please be advised, you know, don't don't get mad or don't blame me if you have bad dreams or this and you're freaking out. All right. All right. You guys be good. I love you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And be safe. Later. Welcome to the Mega Man's Podcast with your host, Stephen Martinez, a.k.a. Mega Man. This will be episode 192. Right now, the time is... 3.01 in the morning, which is, we all know, the witching hour. So before we get to this episode, please be advised, uh, this episode is not for the weak, for the sensitive, and if you hear this episode and you get scary dreams and stuff and you DM me and say, hey, Mega Man, I couldn't sleep because of you, Sorry. Because I know there are a lot of DMs of people who were telling me, Mega Man, are you ever going to put an episode out talking about ghost and demon stories? Um, I told people, yeah. So everyone, uh, I wanted to do an episode talking about, again, ghosts and demon stories. Um, ever since a lot of people saw me as a guest on uh, Freaky Tales podcast, uh, shout out to my boy Tony A from Rodium Radio. Everyone loved that episode. And um, I have a lot of lot of stories to tell because, um, yeah, well, let's 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 go back. So this goes all the way back since I was little. Uh, the story is, you know, when you're brought up in a Christian home, um, half of my family, if let's say, for example, if a lot of my family didn't go to work, they would probably been end up doing drugs, uh, you know, drinking alcohol, just acting a fool and everything. And, uh, luckily like my, uh, my family, they, um, they're all, they all go to church, um, Apostolic, you know, Latter-day Saint, uh, Pentecostal, all that stuff. And, you know, my dad's a pastor, lives in Texas, and my grandpa's a pastor, you know, in Carson. And uh, my grandpa Mingo was a pastor in Modesto. Uh, he passed away in 88. Uh, my mom's uh, sister's a pastor in Modesto and everything. So pretty much in a way, I'm just brought up in a Christian home all my life. Like, not half of my life, probably all my life. So let's go back. Everything started when I was living in Wilmington and I was about 
I say about six, seven years old. And, you know, I were living in right there on Blend and Ruby Dock Street. You know, Wilmington, that area was really, really bad. And for some kind of reason, it all happened where I was sleeping. And I kept on hearing like voices, like a, a guy talking. And I never, and this will be forever dawned. And the voice sounded like a regular person. Then it started changing its tone really to the point. It pretty much in a way scared me. It had like a very demonic kind of voice. And I was sleeping facing towards the wall. And when um, I turned around, you know, there was a demon. I'm not making this up. You know, I talked about it once on Tony A and to someone. There was a demon um, on the floor just staring at me like it, it felt like it was staring at me like it wanted to attack. Now, people that always say you saw a demon, usually, you know, black figures and this. I saw the face. I will never forget that face ever again. It scared me to the to the point I couldn't do nothing where it felt like I was almost paralyzed. I couldn't move my mouth. And this is when I was like about six or seven years old and I had tears coming down my eye and I was crying I was trying and little by little I tried to gather my senses back and I turned around and started crying and crying more and that's when my dad um pretty much in a way uh heard me open the door and I was just crying and when I turned around it was gone and I know my dad felt something in that room, like a presence. It was like something heavy to the point. It's like, there's something. I don't know what, but you know what? I just feel it. And, you know, my dad had his Bible and uh, he prayed. He prayed and uh, pretty much it was like, it was it was crazy. And, um, you know, a lot of stuff happened, you know. And, uh, you know, my dad would always try to bless the house. And uh, this was in um, 1622 Ruby Dock Street, you know. My uncle had four houses. And, you know, we saw, a lot, we saw a lot of stuff. We saw people doing drugs, overdosing, dead bodies, you know. A lot of stuff I shouldn't be seeing when I was living in Wilmington. You know, seeing orbs. I saw orbs when I was in that house, in the bathroom at night. You know, uh, black figures uh, in the corner just looking. Um, sometimes I would, when I was in that room, I would hear banging on the on my closet inside the closet. It was pretty much in a way. If you heard it, it would probably like startle you. Like, whoa, what the fuck was that? And um, a lot of stuff. But I think in that area, um. That area was pretty much bad. And there was also an incident I remember. I can go back. I think I was like at that time five or like five or six. And we were living in um in the same duplex. My uncle had, like I said, owned four houses. And um we're living in the single bedroom house. And I remember the story when I did an episode with Mario Gomez 
uh, Rugged 33 podcast, shout outs to him, talking about there was two twin brothers who were possessed, you know, and, um, you know, my, his dad, um, he was a pastor and he had people who were possessed or anything take him to the house and heal him. But now those, now those days you can't do that anymore. And I remember I hear like a person howling, howling, howling and just weird demonic stuff, you know, and I was trying to peek the window because at the time it was in the summertime when uh, it was so hot, we didn't have air conditioners. So my mom and dad would they would put foil paper on the window so that the sun, the sun won't hit the room, the window and everything and stuff like that. And my mom was kept on telling me, it's like, yo, um, you can't go outside. It's like, I want to go outside. No, you can't. My mom was like, you can't. I can't. And I think my dad was there, you know, healing that person who was possessed. And I re- when I did the episode with Mario from Rugged 33 Podcast, he was, we were talking about that story. And, um, you know, his, his face looked weird talking growling just and I don't know if this is true but I'm I'll say it in the end um I guess in a way some people called uh the police and the police uh the officers knew my uncle my uh, Mario's father and he said hey what's going on we're hearing commotions it's like well if I tell you this you're not gonna believe me what you're gonna see and you know the officers seen everything you know and the officer said to, you know, my uncle Noe, uh, try me. So I was like, all right. So the officers, you know, my uncle took my off the officers to the person, the person who was uh, possessed, saw his face, saw his features, saw his size. It was not like a human. It was he was really, really possessed. And the two officers, I think I don't know, it was three or four or whatever. The officers like up we're out of here fuck this shit oh you're on your own because they knew this was not an ordinary and uh yeah he got healed but it took time but when those officers left when you're little i think in a way when we're little we see a lot of weird things we should have saw i don't know if if i say this right now maybe my cousin mario would be like, I don't know about that. But with my own eyes, with my own eyes, and and I never forget, there, this is really, I'm not making this up. I, dude, this is a, I want to say this right now, but people are going to freak, people are going to really, really going to freak out. Is there good and evil? Yes, there's good and evil. Are there demonic spirits in this world? Yes, there's different types of spirits in this world. You know, you know, there's there's demons who who control to get people depressed or miserable or mad or killing or just anything. But what I saw with my own eyes, and I'll never forget this to this day. And every time I do, it traumatized me because when I go to Wilmington. And there was an alley and there's a back house. I still see that burnt circle like there still. 
Now, people are going to wonder, what do you mean by a burnt circle? So, me peeking out the window, I kind of scratched the window because I had foil and I could see what was going on. It was right there on the side of my, my uncle's house. I'll, I don't know what I saw, but I'll never forget it. I saw there was must have been like on the concrete. It felt like there was a hole and there was... Ooh, this has been oh man, this is creepy. It's, it, it, dude, in a, in a time like this, I, it's almost like three twelve in the morning, witching hour. Okay, I saw with my own eyes a concrete that had a fat hole, and there was nothing there, and it felt like when I what I saw with my own eyes is that I saw my uncle and people were grabbing the person who was possessed in the hole. Was he was getting pulled inside of a hole? We there's no holes in a concrete or anything. I know that house, and there was nothing. The, my uncle and some people were pulling him out of that hole, where I think in a way a demonic spirit or anything was pulling him inside of that hole, and I saw redness and flames coming out. And all of a sudden, I was looking. I was like, what the fuck is that? My mom grabbed me and clo- and um, grabbed her. And she had her hand and covered my eyes and told me, don't not see that. And my mom taped it up. I don't know what I saw, but I saw where people were pulling the, p- the person who was possessed out of a hole where there was redness and there was flames coming out of that hole and there was a person I don't know what was going on pulling them inside I don't know if it was was a portal to hell I don't know what it was but I'll never forget that and that thing will that 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 image with me will will be in my will be in my head forever I never should have saw that and people are gonna tell me there is there is evil in this world you know, and it was that was the most scariest thing. And I stayed in the house for a day or two, you know, and when I went to go play, the first thing I wanted to know is when that person who was possessed on the side of the house where it happened, when I saw when he was possessed, there was a burnt circle mark on the side of the step. So it means to tell me when I look down, I wanted because I was little, I wanted to, to go over that circle and make sure because, you know, it was like, oh, shit, I can probably it was it was just a burnt mark on, on a concrete on a light, like light cement concrete. You saw a burnt circle. I'm going to see if I can try to go and take a picture of that. But everything's all fenced up now. And uh, I don't know, but I'm going to find out. And um, scary, pretty, pretty, pretty scary uh, seeing an image. And I'm only about six, maybe seven years old, seeing that of a, a person getting pulled inside, you know, out of a inside of a hole, you know, when there's flames coming out and looking and 
And all of a sudden, you know, that person who was possessed, uh, he he died. That demon, you know, he said, hey, if I can't get this brother, I'm going to get the other brother. Because the, there was two brothers and they were twins. So that he was slicing himself, cutting himself. And, you know, they tried to save him and um, the one who was possessed and he died. I don't know when, maybe in, in weeks or a couple months, but he died. The second incident is when the demon, when he was possessed, the demonic, what my cousin, everyone was saying, I wasn't there, but they were saying, hey, I'm going to take this life. And when I do, I'm going to go into his brother's life and I'm going to take him too. And there was an incident which, you know, a lot of people don't know. Wilmington is a really, really bad area. A lot of crazy stuff. You see a lot of black figures. You see a lot of demonic stuff in back in those early 80s and 90s. But um, there was a call saying that the brother, he was possessed. He must have did some drugs or whatever. But um, I think the cops or someone came called that there was a guy who went into the Wilmington Cemetery. Um... Right there, kind of like if you're going on PCH, let's say you're um, PCH going over the bridge. And, you know, right before you hit um, the Wilmington Park across, there's a public storage. My There's a little house and there's like an old Wilmington Cemetery. I guess in a way he was possessed, howling like a wolf and everything, which is kind of like... Maybe in a way it's not funny to you guys, or maybe maybe it's funny to you, but to us it's not. Possessed, they um, tried to. He was possessed, and uh, I think my uncle and um, some other people had to rescue him. They had to rebuke the spirit, you know, because I think my uncle did a lot of exorcisms, you know, and uh, it was crazy. And they, he was okay. He got out of it, but um, you know, he a uh, couple weeks later, you know, he overdosed on drugs at uh, Banny Park, and uh, it was pretty sad. So both twin brothers died. I think they died the same year or died a year after, or whatever. But you know, demon stuff is 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 real out there and possessed, and uh, you know, sometimes. You know, you kind of feel you see people very depressed and anxiety and just feel it. sometimes in a way you might have a heavy burden. Who knows? I mean, look, I'm going to be honest. I don't go to ch- I used to go to church a lot. And I don't go to church anymore. I mean, sometimes people tell me, you know, you never know. There's people out there praying for me. There's there was a lot of times I I could have I could have died a lot of times overdosing on drugs Car accidents, fights, um, uh, been shot at a couple times, um, you know, maybe, you know, drinking too much and and uh, pretty much in a way maybe almost died of alcohol, you know, died of drinking too much of alcohol. Um, there's a lot, you know, you never know. You might get those two, three o'clock in the morning phone calls from your family or from someone who and. I'll get to that later, but uh, you might have family that call me, say, I just want to just want to see how you're doing, you know, just when I kind of like, what do you mean? Like, I don't know why, but 
God told me to uh, call you and God told me to to pray for you. And I was and the weird thing is maybe I'm feeling down or maybe feel something, but I felt like there's always been like an angel present watching whatever I do. So you never know if if you're feeling down or you're feeling this, you never know there's going to be people out there going to might pray for you, you know, and um yeah, just a lot of crazy stuff and uh I saw I saw a lot of people tell me is Banny Park, Banny the Banny House is it haunted? I think it is. I think it is. Um there I I someone told me that there's orbs in there and uh at night um some people who shouldn't be there about 2 or 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning at Banny Park in the dark. It's pretty creepy. And you see a lot of black figures. And I remember one of my friends showed me a picture. Oh, man, I have to see if I can I see if I can reach out to him. He took a picture at 3 o'clock in the morning at Banny Park, you know, and um, took pictures. And um, saw, like, uh, on some of the pictures, there was a lot of orbs around. So that means there must have been a lot of dead people around, too. And saw orbs um like by the foot by the by the steps on if you go to Banny Park, it was like all that stuff. So yeah, he saw orbs like that, just everything. But um yeah, a lot of crazy shit out there. And uh whatever sometimes, you know, um this happened to me um a couple times. I'll talk about something more present, which it happened maybe three or four times lately, uh this year and last year. Um, there was a lady over there where I work at in San Pedro. Um, back in the day, there used to be a serial killer. Back in the six, back in the fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties, and whatever. I feel like Wilmington, Banny, or certain areas. I think it's haunted. Where I work at, it's haunted. Why? And because I seen before the park. There's a park behind where I work at. Back in the day, there used to be serial killers, you know, raping women, leaving their bodies out, uh, devil worshiping. Um, just it feels very sad. I think in a way, the area where it where I work at, I think it carries a heavy burden. I think in a way, it brings a lot of negative energy, where it's like, it's really bad. But at night, in in the in the daytime, we're like, oh, it looks like a nice park and everything. But in the night, you just see, um, a lot of orbs. You see a lot of things. Like you kind of glance, like I know I just not see that. It was really really creepy. There was even times you see like a bonfire, like and you see weird stuff. But the park is really humongous, and you see a lot of stuff and. Um, I remember because I work overnights and um, I was doing I was I had opened the back the back door, you know, and everything. And I was uh, counting shrink, you know, like any broken damages. We shrink it out so we can kind of get our money or whatever. And I was counting all that stuff. and wanted to hurry up because, you know, and it was quiet, but I felt like some negative energy and when you go in behind the store and the, there's a park, there's like a basketball court. You know, I see a lot of, you know, and they, the park's closed, whatever. 
And usually sometimes you might be see a might rec you know, a park recreation just kind of guarding it, like, you know, just checking, you know, whatever. So this happened around about two thirty, almost almost like three o'clock in the morning, like I said, riching hour, which we're at right now, which is uh three about three twenty four AM right now. And when I was, you know, scanning the stuff, I glanced and I looked and I saw like three people dressed like in black robes in this you know state you know just standing right of the middle of the basketball court looking at me and I was like to the point oh shit I'm out I scanned my stuff I looked make sure and it it gets crazy at night there's a lot of people it, it it's it that was that was really fucking scary and that same night when I was scanning the stuff, you know, I heard stories that our place was haunted. I don't know what happened. I don't know. I always trying to look to see what was what was our store before or anything. And I was in the scan room and, you know, trying to, you know, send my orders and everything. And I, and, you know, it was only me and my coworker. That was it. Just two people. And I was in the, you know, my coworker's. He's getting stuff in the back and I'm, I'm in the scan just, you know, doing my thing. And I heard some commotion in the bookkeeper's office, like a like a lady and a and a and a guy talking like whatever, banging the door, just talking. Maybe maybe someone fucked up on uh, on one of the drawers and maybe they fucked the count up, whatever, because usually, you know, they all leave at 12 a.m., you know, count just whatever. So maybe like, oh, they made the fucked up or maybe the counting and. Or maybe they're staying overtime, whatever. And we know who's still at the store because, you know, we know the cars and, and whoever. And I was having my earphones on. I took it off. I'm like, what was that? You know, just talking. And, you know, it's just something. Because you could, I could tell if someone's counting money. It's like when you have a, a, a till and you hear that slapping. Like you're putting, like when you put hundreds, you hear that slapping. Tat, tat, you know, like it's just letting you know, like count, you know, getting everything ready because, the bookkeeper prepares the money uh, for the drawers like three, about four o'clock in the morning. But this happened at two. So the bookkeepers don't even come to almost four o'clock and get everything ready to like five or five thirty. And I looked, I, I was like, what the heck is that? And I hear the commotion, commotion. And I, I, for some kind of reason, when I got close to the door, I felt I, I felt like I was scared. I, my whole body got goosebumps. And I said, hey, who's in there? Who is in there? And when the, when they were talking, it stopped. And I looked at my time. Okay, looked at it. Hey, who's in there? I was banging the door. Who is in there? And I was freaked out. And I don't know what, but I was like, okay. And I told my coworker, hey, I, I don't know what's in that drill. I'm, you know, looking. I mean, who at the bookkeeper's office, whatever, counting the money was freaking me out. And... I guess Carl, I won't, I won't mention his name. I'll just say, yeah, he was doing some stuff and I didn't tell him this because I want him to startle because I, you know, I see things when you go in, when I go into the back by the bulk room, I made a left to get the, the rack. There was a rack of spices, cereal food, like miscellaneous stuff. I wanted to pull that out. And usually on top, it's pretty high. 
and they fence everything around it so people don't do not fall off on top. And when I was going pulling the rack out the hallway, for some kind of reason, I heard some noises on top. Like it felt like someone was running on top. It it was really weird. And I think someone at the time who was working in produce, uh telling me did you hear something on top is it what do you mean it felt like someone was running i was like "Uh uh-uh i mean i didn't hear it but i felt like on the side i could hear it but he must have heard it more because it was more louder inside the produce i heard something like it was like like felt like someone was walking on top like are there's are there and this is like two three o'clock in the morning and there's maintenance people it's like there's nothing going on but uh pretty much in a way when I was pulling the rack out, I glanced and I seen like of a, a little girl figure staring at me, holding on to the fence. I was I almost like shit my pants, peed my pants, freaked out. My heart was beating all fast. People, I'm letting you know these are stories that I am not making up. Remember, there's good. There's evil. There's a lot of evil spirits in this world. And for me, I feel like there is something. I see a lot of things. A lot, a lot of things. And I got freaked out. And I told one of my bookkeepers, I think there was someone in your bookkeeper talking, counting money. He said, what are you talking about? This happened at this time. And when um, she checked the cameras or whatever, I didn't see no one in there. I was like, are you serious? I didn't see no one in there. Oh my God, it freaked me out. Just by talking, just by talking about this, um, people, it creeps me out a lot. Really, really creeps me out a lot. And uh, there was another incident a while, I think it was last year or this year. Um, there's always, I always see, if I try not to take my lunch outside of work, but sometimes I do. I don't want to be where a lot of cars are at. Where in San Pedro, there are like a lot of people who do drugs, like tweakers. But this has been going on for the past almost a year and a half, almost two. Um, because I, every time at four o'clock in the morning, there would be a lady crying. Couldn't see her face, couldn't see crying. Sometimes I can't find my son. I can't find my son. I was like, I hope this is like, I hope it's like the movie, Lata, was it Lataronia? Or that lady, like everyone talks about, where she's miss, she's trying to find her, La Lona. She's trying to find her, uh, her kids. But this one was just crying, looking, trying to find her son. And the weird thing is, like, every time that person would be at Chipotle, this person would be here. Crease me out, and I have never seen before in my life a person got up and was hovering, like floating, and just it was creepy as fuck, and it would disappear. It was floating and disappear, floating and disappear, and crying. You can hear it screaming. And I remember when I was saw like that, I felt like I was like, you know, what? I got nothing to do. I wanted to see what's up, and. I drove to, you know, she was kind of, you know, Indian style crying, whatever. And I was like, what the fuck is that? So 
I drove to where Chipotle's at. This happened around 4.10 in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning for my lunch. I rolled down the windows. I never should have done this. Ma'am, are you okay? And when I looked up, she... It, I, when when she, she was crying with her two hands and when she looked up at me, she, the, it was all black. There was no face. I took off I, I was, and I took off and I was looking through my rear view mirror and uh, it was gone. The second night I was working because I was working like 13 days straight. The second night I was taking my lunch. I was like, I was too tired because I was doing podcasts and everything. And the second night I saw she was kind of like right there floating. I was like, fuck, man. I can't do this no more. You know, I just I hate taking hate taking lunch at at break because sometimes in a way when I I just need to charge up my phone. But I guess I I was taking a nap, locked my doors, had the heater, but I felt someone. I felt someone was like, like like watching me, and when I you know when I woke up, I I turned around. There was a, a there was like a lady and a guy look peeking at me in my window, like sleep watching me sleeping, like like they're peeking like with both eyes. And my my car, my windows don't have tinted. They were just watching me, and I freaked me out. I was like, "What the fuck's going on?" But I could tell with their eyes, they I felt like they were possessed and looking at me. I took off my car, whatever. I called some people and all of a sudden they just took off. They're, man, it's almost like in a way this always happens from 12 to 5 a.m. There's a, there's a lot of people who do drugs. There's a lot of people I see. It's very sketchy, very weird, just crazy stuff, man. Just negative, negative energy in that in my store, but also... You know, around that area. And sometimes in a way, I always want to know. What is what is up with San Pedro? What is up with Wilmington? There's this. There's something like negative stuff. And I always think and wonder was. Are there any Indian burial grounds? Are there stuff that we don't know about? That they maybe that people are trying to hide or cover up. I mean, I know. In San Pedro, the Fort MacArthur, I know that I know for a fact that that place is haunted. That place is super haunted, you know, going back to World War Two and all that. So I already know that place is super haunted, you know, um, man, I don't know. Just a lot of crazy, crazy stories. And I remember when I was about eight, I think I was about eight or nine years old. I think eight years old. Um my mom she was crying and because at when i was 8 years old in 1988 my uh my mom's dad you know my grandpa he uh he died in his sleep and my mom was very heartbroken because you know that's you know he he passed away so we took a trip to go to um to Modesto to see the family and everything and you know and my my mom, she took it really, really hard. And um, 
at the time my mom and my dad were together, we drive to Riverbank and my, you know, my dad and I were just in the living room and my mom, my mom was, you know, crying, praying, you know, telling me, I miss you, dad, I miss you, dad, I, I really, really miss you and everything. And for some kind of reason, I, the lights were and the lights were like flickering, flickering in the whole house and everything. And I think in a way, when my mom was praying in my grandma's room, I think I, I think my mom, I overheard my mom saying like, you know, dad, I wish you were here. I wish you were here. Show yourself. I just, I miss you. I just want to see you one more time. Just like that stuff. And looking back now and seeing what I, I didn't understand at the time when I was little, but looking back now, um, my, the lights and everything was flickering and all like, and everything just shut off. And I just heard like my mom screaming, but I heard like a male voice, you know, I was like, I, what the heck's going on? And my mom was just screaming. I could hear her voice said something about it's okay. It's okay. So maybe in a way, my grandpa was there in the present, you know, but he wanted to maybe show himself or maybe use all that electric energy and everything to maniform, uh, to form to a, maybe a figure. So maybe my mom can see, you know, my, you know, her, her dad, you know, my grandpa one last time. I don't know. There's a lot. And, uh, freaked us all out dad was freaked out too and uh and uh yeah i'll never forget that you know it was crazy and uh crying and stuff and i remember i never told my i never told i never told my mom and my dad this but um it was dark and you could see the windows and everything and i remember we were driving off we're, we're pulling out of the driveway we're about to i kind of glanced and I saw a face peeking, like, out the window, like, like the blinds. But someone just pulled, like, pulled the blinds hard and peeked. And there was no one in that house. I think at the time, my grandma was with my, with my mom's sister at, you know, I think that church or whatever. And, yeah, so when we're leaving, get on the driver, you know, going, going back to Modesto. Before, I turned around one last time at the house and... The, the blinds where they were just, oh my God, that's creepy right now. Fuck, man. It's, just talking about this. I don't know if this was a good idea to do an episode at 3.46 a.m. in the morning. I don't know what, but this is really, really creepy because this is the first time I was I was getting a little bit more iffy, iffy to do an episode like this. But man, just by, I just feel something because we had, there's a lot of stories I haven't even told, but I'll finish up the story, but... When I glanced, I saw the person, you know, he, um, he, I think, I don't know if it was a figure or not, but they were just peeking and, and that was it. Um, everyone, let me take a break right now for a second because, um, right now I have to really, uh, I have to really gather myself right now because, uh, it's, uh, I'm not making this up. I'm just, I feel, I feel something. It's, I feel very unease. So, um. I don't know what, but let me uh, gather myself for a second and uh, I'll, I'll be right back. So I'm going to take a little break. Give me like a 10 minute break and 
And we're back. The time is uh, about 4.01 a.m. in the morning. Uh, I had to take a break for maybe 10 minutes. Had to gather my thoughts. It's uh, It got a little traumatizing. And I realized just something when I was talking earlier about the person who was possessed pulling uh, some of my family who are pastors or priests pulling uh, that person who was possessed out of that hole. I think in a way that was a portal to hell. And maybe that portal opened up where maybe the good and evil, the good was trying to pull him up, try to save his life. At the same time, maybe those demons were pulling him um, in that hole to hell to live an eternity of of you know of chaos or i don't know it it was creepy and i that's where i had to really had to take a break because it really mind fucked me right now when i just thought about that and uh ugh. yeah i was i remember i got curious i did an episode with social priming from eddie and there was a uh, i'm going to go check it out this friday um it's um it's like a it's a canyon in Whittier. Uh was it called Turn Turnbrew Canyon? Uh Turnbrew Canyon or that it's really, really haunted, urban legends and stuff. And um we're talking about an episode where a lot of creepy stuff goes all around and and uh and you know, people seeing black figures, orbs, a lot of devil worshiping. A lot of crazy stuff, and I told him like, I wonder is if you wonder if you go at night to that canyon. I always wonder is there a portal? Is is there any portals to hell? And he, and he, my boy, shout out to my boy Eddie Geary from Social Party Podcast. He's like, Nah, fuck that, man. <laughs> Make it back. You're creeping me out. Because to me, I always been very curious about that. You know, just very, very uh, curious of, you know, is there different types of portals you know where uh people get curious of what really goes on you know in the witching hour because when you do um a lot of um you do a lot of uh go on youtube or duck duck go um you you know there i you know you always hear about these stories of you know this is the when it's three when exactly three o'clock in the morning they say around the world a lot of portals open up from hell or from different, you know, different planets or this, whatever. So they can, you know, walk around at night or or see things or get curious of what's been going on or who knows if if there's demons like that coming out of portals and, and you know, just causing havocs and and then when the daylight comes, it's like, up. Oh, it's time to go back. It's time to go back on the portal and we'll we'll come back the next night. That's why I get kind of curious. A lot of weird stuff goes on. Um, I remember there was a, um, when my mom, sorry, my, um, when my mom's, when my grandma passed away, you know, she was giving money to the will and everything. And um, I remember at the time, 
you know, I moved into a new place with my first wife up in North, up in Modesto. And, you know, like, hey, I need a new bed. I need new couches and stuff. And, you know, she was uh, like, yeah, here's some couches. Here's, you know, here's a bed, you know, what? And, uh, but, you know, my grandma used to, you know, sleep in that bed and everything. But um, I think in a way, getting stuff from people who died is not a good idea. Or any member, any memories, or any devices, or any keychains, or this, whatever. To me, I don't think that's a good idea to bring because you never know if that spirit is following you to your house. And I'm gonna tell you, when my mom gave me the bed, he's like, "Here's the bed. You can take it," because I knew bed. A lot of bad stuff happened at that on my place because of that. I will leave the door open. A lot of evilness. Saw a lot of black figures looking at me. Um, there was even times the bed would move. Creepy stuff. You, you can... Cause I swear to God, I saw like black figures like just staring at me sleeping on the floor. Um, there was even a time I was... My body was paralyzed. I had my, open, my eyes open. And I felt someone was on top of me choking me. I always feel like there's there's evilness always tries to um always tries to take my life for this, but I feel like when we talked about er- earlier about good and evil, there's a lot of good people who pray for me a lot. You know, there's a lot, you know, because I know with my dad and I, we don't have the best relationship, but I know my dad loves me and I know my dad prays for me. And even with my mother, my relationship with her, it's a little sour in this, but I know she loves me. I know she prays for me and a lot of people do, you know, just we all want to just pray for people and wish them the best. And, you know, but I always feel like that. I always feel like. There's always negativity. There's always feels like entities or I feel like there's just people who are just out to get me. Like, we don't want to see you happy, Mega Man. We don't want to see you this. You know, what would happen if I wasn't brought up in a Christian home? Would I would I be here doing podcasts? Would I be here talking to you? Would I be here on earth? Would I be dead or alive? Would I be in jail? Would I be overdosed on drugs? I don't know. I really don't know. But I know I know who I am, you know, and I know I respect a lot of my families that go to church and everything. But a lot of people tell me, would you ever go back to church in this? It's like, if it happens, it happens. I just don't want to be forced to. But I always feel like there's always evilness I see. There's even times, there's even times where I go to work. I always maybe glance of my eye, you know, going in my car, I see like evilness following me. And I there's like been a couple times um where I live in Long Beach. First time I ever seen this before. I was like, I know I just not see that shit. When I was walking in my car, cause sometimes it's hard to find parking. 
So I had to park like maybe a block or two away, but not that. It may be like a five, four minute walk, whatever, three minute walk, whatever. And like, 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 let's say, for example, I have to go to work at 12 o'clock in the morning. I would have to leave around 11, 22, whatever. It takes me about like 20 minutes, 25 minutes to get to work. I remember I was walking and I, I thought in a way I was going to get jumped. I thought in a way something was weird because I have never seen this before where I saw two people on the left, two people on the right. And they were floating on and they were walking on top of the roofs, jumping to a next house, jumping to the next house as I see. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, what the fuck is going on? You know, and the weird thing is they look human, but dark. But you can see their eyes like it's creepy as fuck. And I remember an episode Tony A. the Wizard did on Freaky Tales that he was in a dream and he felt like a person was like floating and all these people were on top of his roof and everything. He closed the door, screen door, and they were all peeking. I kind of felt like that. And it was just like, I'm, I'm tripping out. I know I didn't drink no beer. I know I didn't do drugs. I was just going to work. But I saw shit like that. And there were just, I always felt like there's evilness always tries to hurt me. I don't know what. And that's why I feel like there's even times I have to pray. It's like, oh my God, you know, it's like, is Mega Man cursed or this or whatever? But I, when I talk to people who are pastors or priests or, ordained ministers and stuff they always talk about the reason why you probably see things you're not hallucinating but if you're seeing badness or evilness is because they're trying to figure out a way to take to take your soul to manipulate you to figure out a way how do we get him how do we get this person but at the same time they can't because you're protected by god you're protected of people who are praying for you. And plus, you've been to church. You know how it is. But they they might influence you to fuck up in life or make bad mistakes. So that's where I see things differently. I see things. I know people's energy. is just sometimes when you see evilness in this world, when you see people's personalities for who they are, you be like, oh, I can't fuck with you anymore. Oh, I... That's okay. You see it. If they're positive or negative or evil or what's their obsession, I always see it. I can, that's where it's crazy. It's crazy, crazy shit. So, and there was even times when, when that incident happened, uh, whatchamacall, got in my car, looked both what they were, and they were just standing after when I turned around and looked back, they were gone. I felt in a way when I was driving, when I turned the ignition on, when I was driving off, that's where I looked at my rear view mirror of those four people. They jumped down. They got together as four driving off and they were just staring at me. Like when I was looking back, they were just staring at me. And I was like, what the fuck? I'll never forget that. And this happened. Um... 
This happened last year of December of, of last year, 2020. And when I was driving to work, Long Beach made a new bridge, you know, for the ports to go over to the Green Bridge. If you're going to San Pedro and all, they made a brand new bridge. And every time I would take, you know, take the back roads to take the bridge to go to San Pedro, you know, um, I always felt something was kind of off because I always been traumatized when I take those bridges because I always, I only, I seen, I seen people commit suicide. When I was little, I saw three people commit suicide and there was another famous person. Uh, I think he was a brother of Ripley Scott. Uh, he made that movie Top Gun with Tom Cruise. Uh, I think it was in I think it was in broad daylight in San Pedro, the Green Bridge. I guess he just left his car there and he climbed up and jumped off and committed suicide and, and splattered. But they say like when you jump off like that Green Bridge and you hit the water, it's like concrete. And so yeah. So when I was going to work, this happened um this happened this year. Oh wow. This happened this year of February. Like, I think it was like a couple of days after freaking Valentine's Day. Um, this happened night. This, I think I want to say I was, it was 11.45 p.m. I was almost to work. I saw a car in the far, like, blinking. And I was, like, looking and looking and looking. And I was getting closer. And I was like, oh, my God. And... As what he was on, he was standing on the edge, and I was just driving because there was a whole bunch of cars behind me. And when I looked in the rearview men, when I wanted to pull over, and he jumped off and committed suicide. It it was like a it was like a it was a guy. It was like I think it was a Latino guy, but he jumped off. That must have been. I don't know what was was going on in his mind. Maybe his wife left him. Maybe he was depressed and had anxieties. Maybe he lost his job. Maybe he lost his business. Maybe he just maybe he had no family to turn to. No no love, nothing. He was just alone and I always think and wonder like that. I get scared to be alone sometimes, you know. You always want to have a good family, you always want to have good friends around. You always want to keep it positive, but man, just for, for him just to commit suicide and his life is sad. It's really, really, really sad. And this, I want to go back to when I was little. So the people who were hearing this, if you were in the from the harbor area in Torrance, uh, you know, half of Long Beach, uh, Wilmington, Carson, San Pedro, like all that. Back in the day. The, when the, when you go to the Green Bridge, you're going from coming from Long Beach. There used to be tolls, like you have to pay a toll to, you know, check, you know, go on the Green Bridge and everything. When I was little, take you know, pay a toll, whatever. But they took that off already because you don't need it no more. But uh, back in the day, you know, we would go to the Green Bridge. My dad would work the shipyards, you know, you know, fixing battleships and everything. So. I always loved it. And, you know, there was always times, you know, I hear stories of people committing suicide. And um, 
I remember this happened two times. I think I was with one of my cousins and uh, this car hit traffic and everything. And it was like, what the fuck? Why is there so much traffic? And there was a car up ahead, put the blinkers. And guess the way the person, person climbed up the green fence and just and just fucking just committed suicide. It was just sad. It was really fucking sad. And and I was like, what? I never seen that before. And there was a second time, which I saw with my own eyes. The guy was like, fuck it. You know, I'm going to park my car, got off. And uh, the lady, I think it was a white lady, a white lady. uh, She was climbing the fence and she took her own life. And I I was like, at the time, I was like, I told my mom, I was like, what happened? She wants, she wants, uh, she wants, she means she's going bungee jumping. She's going skydiving. Now she's committed suicide. Left her car. They always leave that. And there was, there's also been times when I, there is, this happened two more times. I know with the Rip, I know Ripley Scott's brother committed suicide. That was, that was pretty sad. That was very heartbreaking right there. He was, I think he was a local guy. I think he was living in Long Beach or Torrance at the time. But when I would sometimes go to work at 10 p.m. and we would have a second key holder, a key holder who would open the store, uh, pretty much in a way, um, when I take the you know the the Great Bridge going back you know going home from San Pedro, I notice from time to time, guys and ladies, they will be um, there will be cars with their blinkers on, right in the middle of the fucking Green Bridge, just like blinking and there's no one there because you could tell i mean it's a long ass walk so you can tell if maybe someone's walking you know to the next help or maybe they ran out of gas whatever but you don't see no one and i'm thinking to myself committed suicide this person committed suicide and um you see that from time to time i saw it maybe about like three or four times so you never know maybe they climbed up the fence committed suicide or maybe went to go get gas, but I, you, that you can cause an accident like that because there's only two, there's only like two lanes for each, you know. And if you have your blinkers on, man, and there's trucks coming by. I mean, you better put some fires. You better put some of those uh, those little fire sticks, whatever, around so make you know so we can see that shit up ahead. Like, oh shit, it must be an accident, but they don't because that, you can that, you can cause like a a big traffic or you can cause a a, a collision. So I saw I saw shit like that, you know. So like I, I was telling you guys earlier, there's a lot of negativity in the harbor area, you know. There's a lot of bad pass, you know, and everything. I remember, I don't know, I'm still doing my research on this because when I was living in Wilmington at the time, there was a killer, you know. When you heard about Jeff, you know, like Jeffrey Dahmer's, what you hear about uh, Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker, the Hillside Strangler. Um, I'm trying to figure out there must have been a lot of killing in Wilmington, the Carson area. I was hearing about stories about there was a guy, you know, had a van, you know, like whenever there's an old man, there's a there's an old van. You know, I got that from Mike. Mike Epps always talks about that. And um, this person was very slick probably luring hookers at the time there was, there was a lot of hookers around the Wilmington area luring hookers and killing them 
you know, yet at the same time, it was almost like this this person was a pedophile, you know, kidnapping kids, killing them. Been hearing stories, you know, I, I really have to find out in the newspapers, but I've been hearing stories that this person would dump bodies under the the bridge, the Wilmington Bridge. And um, right there by PCH, right there by Banny Park. Like a woman getting maybe probably getting raped and murdered and dumped bodies or, you know, there's kids missing for devil worshiping or rape and all that stuff. It was really, really creepy in those times. I mean, these days, these days and age, you know, you're not going to have your fucking kids go play out by themselves like and come back anytime they want. Fuck that. I mean, for us, we did. But at the same time, you know. They let us do whatever we want, but when it's at six o'clock or seven and that light turns on, that's telling you, hey man, gotta go back inside because streets were hot. You know, there was times you hear a lot of gunshots, you hear a lot of drive-bys and uh it's a lot of killing. So yeah, there was there's there's crazy shit like that, man. Crazy fucking shit. Crazy, crazy shit. And um there was even times I was forbidden. Um, when you live in Wilmington, you know, I lived around that ghost town area. I live right Blinn and Ruby Dock on the other side. My mom was always telling me, you know, you're forbidden to go to that side where ghost town and everything was. And I I did some research, a lot, a lot of research. And I don't want to say this to be racist. This is not racist. I was curious because I heard why the name why they call it ghost town, ghost town, ghost town. Oh, you live in ghost town, you know, and everything. So PCH and blend. So you got one side, a left and a right. I will always live on the left hand side. If you, if you go on PCH, if you're coming from Long Beach, you're coming on PCH you make a left. You're going to that area where I'm at. If you make a right, um, you're going to ghost town. You know, there's a lot of black Filipinos, black people. A lot of them. And the story, you know, that's where a lot of people will get their drugs. You know, like I remember Martin Moreno from the Yo-Yo podcast would say, like, it was like a, it was like an in and out. It was long lines of getting drugs and everything and stuff like that back in the day. And there was a famous person. You probably saw him on Vlad TV and everything. Uh, or Joe Rogan had him on and this, you know, um, the infamous, you know, one of the biggest drug dealers of all of L.A. back in the 80s, uh, Freeway Ricky. He was always there collecting his money and this, selling the drugs. But, you know, that was crazy. A lot of Bloods and Crips were fighting and uh, I was forbidden over there. And, and people want to know why the name, why they call it Ghost Town. Now, I'm not a racist. This is me doing my history. The reason why they called it Ghost Town. I did not know this. Because the area was so bad in Wilmington that some of the city would purposely shut off half of that side of Ghost, ghost Town with electricities, whatever, and stuff like that it was all dark. You know, it was just really, really bad. And there was no police station. But when you go to Ghost Town and it was completely pitch black, no lights, whatever, and stuff like that, when you would go to those streets in those areas... You couldn't see, you couldn't see, the only thing you would see is, is their eyes. You couldn't see their faces, only their eyes. 
And that's I think to me that was a little racist, but it was true. You know, when the black people, you know, were staying there, you can't see them, but you can see their eyes. That's what they said considered as ghost town. Really fucked up, huh? Crazy when you think about it. It's like, well, I didn't know. And that's where a lot of stuff happened. I remember I was driving and you know, you see you see you see entities, you see black figures, you see a person staring at you, telling you to come to the alley, like probably like the devil, I don't know, or something, but it was creepy stuff. And last year, I pretty much, in a way, um, went there for the first time in close to maybe 30, 40 years. I mean, almost, well, I'm going to be 41, but maybe like like the age of 39, 40. I went there for the first time. I wanted it because I was so traumatized, it was forbidden. And, you know, a lot of drive-bys, a lot of killings, a lot of everything. So when I went there, it was like, oh, wow, this this area looks nice. Because when all those junctions happened... um, when the cops were started doing raids and arresting a whole bunch of people and stuff, they really wanted to clean it out. You know, a lot of people went to prison or died or or they moved. But yeah, it was pretty bad. But yeah, a lot of crazy stuff. A lot, a lot of crazy stuff. But yeah, evilness is out there, guys. Evilness is out there. And there was even a time, this is the first time talking about this. You know, um... I'm not going to mention her, but um, the person who I have a daughter with at her house, you know, there was um, there was something wasn't right in that house. You know, I did heard stories, heard one of the sisters. I, I, I don't know. I, I shouldn't be talking about this. This is a little bit too sensitive. So people. um if if you don't want to hear this story, you can probably skip to the next episode because this is going to be very graphic. And this is not, I'm telling you, this is not for the weak. This is not for the sensitive. Uh, it, and I don't, want, I don't want people to see me different because this is a story of what I've been through. But luckily, I'm in a better place now. So please, if if this, is, this episode is going to bother you, what I'm going to say... Uh, please be advised, you know, you can skip this episode. Just letting everyone know. When the situation would happen with me and her, when we're going to be splitting up, um, I did not know. I heard stories. I don't know if this is true, that there was, uh, I don't know, there was maybe devil worshipping. There was maybe people doing witchcraft, voodoo stuff. To make pe to make people that you hate or whatever do bad things in life, whatever. I heard stories about that. You know, I overheard them talk about certain things in Mexico, or they have certain friends who do that stuff. And I know it was a lot of negativity, a lot of energy. It was like, man, dude, it's like talking about this. It creeps me out, and it's like almost like. 429 uh, a.m. Fuck. I don't know, man. I think this will be the last time doing episodes at this at this at at this time. You know, if you talk about ghost stories and demon stories and shit. But uh, oh, my God. Bear with me for a second. Let me just gather my thought for a second. Let me let me breathe for a second. 
Ooh, okay. Can't even breathe right now talking about this. This is really creepy. I don't like talking about the situation. When I was in a in a dark place because I was so depressed and everything and um I wanted to commit suicide. You know, I wanted to slice my slice my wrist. I wanted to just to get a gun and wanted to shoot myself in the head or I wanted to overdose on like medicine that was really strong that I can just come I can die because you know of the relationship where I had no one to go in this with my daughter it was just it was it was it was everything I was crying sleeping um in the couch you know with her not she didn't give a fuck whatever I was crying it really hurt me because I really wanted to make it work. But looking back now, I'm kind of happy it did happen. I moved on. I felt like I was in a spell. I felt like negativity and everything was just... I felt like a prisoner in that house with her or whoever. But um, it was hard for me to sleep that night from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Because I was having... Thoughts of me killing myself. You know, I wanted to kill myself really bad. I felt like my life was over. I just couldn't do it, man. I, I just I wanted this to end my life. And pretty much when you hear when you're sleeping, that's where I kind of woke up and saw where my body was really paralyzed, where in the living room, I didn't see one. I didn't see two. I didn't see three. I did not see four or five or six. I saw eight black entities in that living room. I heard voices saying, do it. Do it. Do it. Come on. It's fun. Come with us. We'll be your friend. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. And it got louder. And I'm thinking to my point, if it's getting louder, would she hear? Nothing. Do it, Steven. Come on. Don't be a pussy. Do it. Do it. Like, wanted me to end my life. And at the same time, it felt like my I was so paralyzed in my left-hand side. But on my right-hand side, I had a knife. I really wanted to stab myself. Or... I had pills and everything. And this is to me, this is the first time talking about this. And um, for some kind of reason, I felt, I don't know why, but I was crying. But I was saying in my mind, I couldn't open my, I couldn't say it with my mouth, but I said it with my mind. I just said the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. I rebuke these spirits. The blood of Jesus. I kept on saying it. And they knew what I was thinking. They knew what I was saying in my mind. Because it felt like they were reading my mind. And they, it felt like the figures. This happened for almost like four or five minutes. But it figures like, don't say that. He's not going to be there to save you. Why do you say his name for? He's not there. There is no God. There is nothing. You're, you're with us. You're on earth. We rule this earth. Don't say that. I kept on saying it and saying it more. 
and it got very, they got very, how do you say, they got very irritated by that. And they didn't like that. And little by little, you see a figure and another figure going through the wall, disappearing. This figure's disappearing until, until there was one figure. I don't know what it was, but it was not big, not tall. It was short, just staying right there. And remember I was telling you guys earlier, there's, there's different demonic entities. One maybe for suicidal, one for depression, one for maybe probably give you bad luck. Maybe this demonic spirit might just try to figure out a way to end your life or your family or financial stuff. But I felt like this person, this entity what I saw was probably a suicidal entity trying to figure out a way to end my life. We can take his soul. But they didn't. And for some kind of reason, I snapped out of it. Couple, I think a week or two later, I ended up moving with my aunt. But um, I felt when me and the kids left that house, we weren't prisoners anymore in our minds or anything. No one could control us. But at the same time, a weight was lifted off. Oh, a huge, it felt like I was walking around with a backpack full of rocks. Like super stones or rocks heavy. And I couldn't just do anything. But when I left. For some kind of reason. I. I. This is embarrassing for me to say this. When we left that house. I knew something was in that house. Because when I left. I didn't eat anything. I only had water. Whatever. I was never sick. I was I was good. And for some kind of reason, I stopped my car. And, you know, I um, I threw up. I threw, I threw up, like, for, like, three minutes. It's like everything what I had, and I was just throwing up. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, nonstop throwing up, throwing up, throwing up. And my son, my, my two boys were looking at me like, what the heck? Is he okay? I kept on throwing up in the trash can and trash can. And for some kind of reason, I felt like maybe this was maybe something was inside me, like controlling me or this. And he and it was couldn't control because maybe there was people I know I reached out to my uncle. He prayed for me. A couple people prayed for me. So there was a battle between good and evil. But I felt like when I was throwing up and throwing up a lot, I felt like. A hundred percent way better. So I don't know if there was a strong force that was holding me down. But when I left, I left and never came back. Even there's times I do not want to set foot in that house ever again. And this is one of the reasons why I haven't seen my daughter for a while now. For months. You know, because I do not want to be in that house I don't want to be in that front yard. I do not want to be in the backyard. I don't want to be where that's at. It brings evilness, sadness, depression, anxiety, suicidal, thoughts of killing, everything. And I don't I can't I can't I can't 
I'm, I just don't want to be in that place. I would rather pick up my daughter and that's it and drop her off. But I, there's evilness in that house. And I seen it with my own eyes. You know, even in the front house, there's evilness. So I don't know what goes on, but I know that place is haunted. It, it's really, really haunted. And that's one of the reasons why I haven't seen my daughter because because of that. Because I do not want to be where there's evil. So pretty much in a way with that, um, I'm going to end it right there. Uh, right now the time is like 4.38 a.m. And I think it's that time to kind of um, end it. I have more stories, but I want to leave it because right now, um, I think after this podcast episode is done, I really want to relax and clear my mind because I know when there's a presence, I know if there's evilness, I know I feel something. And sometimes in a way after this, I might have to sage my house. I might have to clear my mind in a, in, in a positive direction and everything because this happens in certain times, which, like I said, the witching hour started this episode at three o'clock in the morning, ending it right now. And, you know, hopefully maybe I'll do an episode about a part two with some ghosts and demon stories. But I think I'm going to do it around eight or nine p.m. I was this probably I don't know. Let me think about it first. But yeah, pretty much I'm going to end it like that. Um, I hope you like this episode. I'm sorry if I offend you, anyone, if I offend any sensitive people, any woke people. Um, sorry if I just fucked up your day, if you tried to sleep. Um, but all of you guys and ladies were telling me, hey, Mega Man, tell us some ghost stories. Tell us some demonic stuff you're talking about. And this episode that you guys are um, hearing, this is raw. I'm not going to edit this out. What you what you hear is what you get. If you like this episode, you like this episode. If you don't, hey, it's all good, man. I'm not even going to hate. All right, everyone. I love you guys. Uh, please subscribe to the Mega Man's podcast. Uh, rate and review on Apple Podcasts to, um, you know, for the Mega Man podcast to climb up the ladders. You can find my podcast on Anchor, Apple uh, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, um, the whole nine yards. And if you need help finding my podcast, DM me. I'll send you the link. Usually when you go to my Mega Man's podcast page, I have the link right there. Um, I know there's a lot of people who have Apple phones and everything, iPhones. But um, if even for Androids, if you need help, just like I said, Google Podcasts as well. Just DM me. Um, pretty much that's about it. And, uh... Hope you like this episode. Hope I didn't hope. Don't sue me if you get a fucking bad dreams or whatever. I'm just like I said, these are just telling you a story. I have lots and lots of stories, but just uh, I'm going to cut it short because I just feel I feel very uneasy talking about it. And there's some sensitive uh, stuff I talked about, which I never talked about. But um, like I said, I'm going to say it one last time. You think in a way there's demons here? Yes, there's demons. Do you believe in entities? Yes. Do you believe in good and evil? Of course. 
of course. And I'm going to leave it like that. All right. You guys have a good night. Love you guys. Be safe. Mega Man's out. Good night. Or good morning.